0: We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network
1: at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.
0: You heard her, go subscribe.
1: Welcome to the Collective Cafe, a virtual coffee experience, which takes place every single Monday through Friday 8 to 9 a.m eastern standard time in both alpha collectives discord that's discord.gg forward slash alpha collective and startup clubs house in clubhouse it's free it always will be free there are no strings attached There is no bait and switch, lurk or listen only, chat with one another in our back chat, or even come onto stage. The coffee shop is open for business. Whether you're on the treadmill, getting the kids ready for school, getting yourself ready for work, commuting into the big bad city, or maybe just even commuting from your bedroom to your home office. On Monday, we manifest. On Tuesday, we talk thought leadership. On wellness wednesday we discuss mental health wellness and life skills on thursday we do live book reads and discussions with the author and then on friday it's no agenda friday where there is no agenda Start your day off on the right foot, on the front foot, with virtual coffee, with the Collective Cafe, where we mastermind, we manifest, we collaborate, we help one another at the business of Web3 or anything else that intersects, whether it's culture, collaboration, creativity, innovation, disruption, entrepreneurship, or coaching. So give us a subscribe, bit.ly forward slash Collective Cafe to go, or a review on your favorite Podcast platform. If you're listening on demand, or of course, join us every day live. It is addictive, and remember, it is a safe, welcoming space, and you will never ever be put on the spot. This is Alpha Collective's Collective Cafe. My name is Joseph Jaffe. Well, good morning, good morning, everyone. It is Monday, August seventh. It is eight oh two a.m you picked the right room to step into today if you are new here good morning Joma I see you just came into the room as people step in looking for some of our regulars uh, in the audience as they come in slowly but surely I hope you had an amazing incredible wonderful weekend I hope it was a weekend that uh, invigorated that uh, energized that 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 brought back you know that helped you recharge I'm doing this amazing program at the moment called pq positive intelligence it's actually around a book it's a whole coaching program called positive intelligence and your pq is your positive intelligence quotient and what you actually learn is that you know there are ways there are reps pq reps as they call them that'll actually allow you to charge your body charge your energy and get to a point where you can defeat the saboteur you can Strengthen the sage. You can weaken the saboteur, and ultimately, you can almost reprogram the whole neuroplasticity neuroplasticity, uh, approach. You can reprogram your brain to be more positive uh, in general. It's a very interesting. You're going to be hearing a lot more about this from me, and I'm going to kind of give you the highlights um, and and give you the uh, cliff notes, and maybe you'll even want to be a part of it. I'm I'm going through it. I have a pod at the moment. I'm part of a cohort a much larger cohort, and it's all part of a, um, a broader commitment because uh, a couple months ago I started uh, doing business and leadership coaching through uh, an organization or through kind of a movement called EOS, which stands for the Entrepreneurial Operating System. Now, um, above you're going to see a link. Uh, that link is to join us uh, for Alpha Beta Talk number 9, 9 out of 13. Um, I love this topic. It's called Finding Web 3's Capture Moment, um, I don't know more about it, but I already know exactly what it's about. Well, I know what I would write about. If I asked you to kind of talk about Web3's capture moment, what would you? how would you define Web3's capture moment? By the way, I want to just say a special, special shout-out to Neda and Melissa who are in our Discord at the moment. I want to just kind of be very clear about the fact that, you know, our home is Discord. Um, we are thrilled to partner with Startup Club, and we'll be here for as long as it... We'll be all the time in Startup Club and Discord, but really, at some point, we want all of you to move into our Discord just to be able to have that option because that's where a lot of the links are gonna, um, gonna be, in, in and in a lot of Alpha Collectives focus on Web3, AI, community, decentralization. Um, what has become apparent for me or to me is that you really can't just talk about Web3 in isolation. You have to talk about if Web 3 is the sun or if Web 3 is the earth or however you want to look at it, you can't ignore the the moons and the suns and the planets and however you want to look at the ecosystem, right, or the solar system, um, you have to kind of recognize that there are these other technologies and and these technologies are all, it's not that they're competing, they actually work beautifully together. So, you know, one of the things we've been doing is we've been actually issuing Poaps, and um here's what i'm going to do i'll I'll do a little a little uh uh, just a little bit of a spontaneous thing for anyone who's in the audience today in clubhouse if you come into discord.gg forward slash alpha collective um and 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 i'll know you're coming in because you'll go into the guest book and by the way this includes our regulars because i did write a book called flip the funnel how to use existing customers to gain new ones let me tell you if you get anything out of today's session which is completely completely random, not random, but not even endemic to what I want to talk about today, it's never, ever neglect your existing customer at the expense of or in the favor of, I should say, uh, a new customer. Because a new customer is what I call a stranger or a prostitute, right? The stranger is a first-time buyer. And a prostitute is a switcher, someone who came from a competitor who, you know, so one had zero loyalty to start and the other had negative loyalty in a way. They were actually loyal to someone else, and if they were loyal, it's, it's like cheating, right? <laughs> like infidelity, right? If, if you if you happen to cheat on your spouse with someone, um, what are the odds? What are the odds that the person you're cheating with, you know, is is kind of also a cheater and will end up cheating on you? So, like, ultimately, the 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 point here that I want to make is that you know, if you if you want to focus really on the secret to business, the secret to growing your startup, the secret to, um, you know, growing your business from the inside out. It's, it's very simple. Just focus on, on you know, charity begins at home. Your customer, your loyalist, your fan, your ambassador, your, you know, the person that has tattooed your brand on their body. They, they are a little crazy, but n- now they can't take it off. So make sure that, you know, if someone came up to me and said, hey, I've tattooed the Alpha Collective logo on my body, I would say, well, I think I need to give you a free pass worth $2,500, or I need to do something I need to upgrade you. How can I? How can I repay you for the fact that you've just defaced your body in favor of me and my brand? So just think about that. So here's what I'm going to do. Anyone who does, I'll, I'll change the link. So by the way, so this link, I'll put it back a little bit later. But this is um, there are 13 of these previews. Anyone who att- who registers to attend. And watches live or within 24 hours gets a POAP, gets a proof of attendance protocol. It is essentially an NFT, but think of it as a digital ticket stub. It's a digital ticket stub that proves you were there. And nobody can ever copy it. No one can ever imitate it. No one can ever uh, clone it. It is complete. So if I turn around and I said, I am going to do something special for all the people that actually registered and attended or watched within 24 hours, Alpha Beta Talk number nine, Finding Web3's Capture Moment. I'm going to give you a, a free webinar. I'm going to give you 10 minutes of coaching, one-on-one coaching for free. I can do that because I can do it because I can verify that you have that poem And you can't just pretend, you can't imitate it, you can't try and cheat. It's impossible to do, impossible. All right, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give one of you... Um, uh, obviously, someone who didn't attend. I'm going to give one of you a poop for Kusra Khaled. He 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 was from he's from Deloitte. He actually heads up their Web3 and uh, Metaverse practice. I'm going to give you that poem as if you attended it. And then last week we had Jess Clifton, who actually works at Media Monks. Um, I mean, she's she, between Kusro and Jess. You know, they themselves together. May play uh, a substantial role in onboarding the next billion dollars. I can promise you, because of the access to capital that they have, the access to brands they have. So one of you will get one of you. Hey, Cliff Ravenscroft. One of you will get the poap from um, from number seven, and one of you will get the poap from number eight. And this is number nine, and you can actually register to attend. Um, so go for it. All you have to do today, as I said. Is, is make your way over to discord.gg forward slash Alpha Collective. Join our Discord. It's free. Um, and um, in order for me to obviously see who you are, in the general, actually not in the general chat, let's just say in the cafe chat, I just want you to basically kind of just, you know, just comment. Anyone who comments in our general chat in discord.gg forward slash Alpha Collective today um, will be eligible to uh, get this POAP. And, you know, I'll announce it tomorrow morning. It's it's very simple. Um, so the uh, the lift is very low. And hopefully, hopefully, oh, by the way, by having the POAP, you'll be included in a draw to get a full membership pass worth 2500 And you don't even have to tattoo our brand on your body. So there you go. All right, I'll put the link up. And that's the link to follow at some point. Um, now, we are going to get into what I think is an amazing topic today. and uh I stumbled I stumbled upon a LinkedIn article. I'm gonna put that LinkedIn article for you. Um, I also wanna I also want to kind of like there's there's in a way um a parallel path to today's um, manifestation Monday in the collective cafe. One is you know we are always scrolling we are always scrolling through our social media feeds. Often, we don't take the time to read or we see something very high level, very superficially, but we don't do anything about it. Maybe we put it in our bookmarks. Maybe we save it, but we never come back to it. And so there's a lot of insights. There's a, I, I, honestly, I would say, I'm mean, going to just kind of like, you know, stay with me on this one for a second, but I would say if you did nothing else, If you did nothing else but just focus on LinkedIn, on on, on your LinkedIn feed, you could probably make a million dollars. If you did nothing but focused on your LinkedIn feed by actually reading everything, by accepting this as curated research and insights um, and actually acted on it and started to connect with the people you saw in the feed, I reckon you could probably find a million dollar business idea or make a million dollars. Um, so that's what I'm doing today. So what I'm doing today is I've just posted or pasted a link from David Senra. I don't know who David is, but he was just founded founders podcast. Seems like an interesting person. Seems like maybe I could go on his podcast. Maybe he might come on mine. Um, we're not connected because I, 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 Immediately, because I saw something of value, I connected with him. Um, And all it says is, Paul Graham's How to Do Great Work is excellent. 40 of my favorite ideas from the essay, and he goes ahead and he lists them. So who's Paul Graham? Well, you know, I I don't know. I didn't know. Um, I probably should know. Um, I'm kind of embarrassed that I don't know. Um, So I went and and linked onto it. I'm going to read to you his bio. You're going to see how this all comes together. Um, Paul Graham is a programmer, writer, and investor. In 1995, he and Robert Morris started ViaWeb, the first software-as-a-service company. Okay, that's pretty cool. If that's true, and why wouldn't it be? The first SaaS company? Hello. Uh, ViaWeb was acquired by Yahoo in 1998, where it became Yahoo Store. In 2001, he starts publishing essays on paulgraham.com. That's pretty early in terms of citizen journalism or in terms of publishing, I mean, pre um. Did I say pre? Yeah, pre blog, definitely pre blog, Uh, which now gets around 25 million page views per year. In 2005, he and Jessica Livingston, Robert Morris, and Trevor Blackwell started Y Combinator. Okay, I don't know Paul Graham, but I'd certainly know Y Combinator, the first of a new type of startup incubator. Since 2005, Y Combinator has funded over 3,000 startups, including Airbnb, Dropbox, Stripe, and Reddit. In 2019, he published a new Lisp dialect dialect written in itself called Bell. I don't even know what that means. I don't know what Lisp is. Um, I don't know what Bell is. You know, like, I just don't even know what it is. Paul is the author of On Lisp, Prentice Hall, which is a book, I assume, and C or Ansi Common Lisp. I guess this is some kind of coding. Uh, and Hackers and Painters, O'Reilly, he has uh, an A.B. from Cornell and a Ph.D. in computer science from Harvard. So he's no slacker. He's a little Ivy League, um, you know, snotty, snooty. I'm just joking. I don't know him. Uh, and studied painting at RISD and the Academia di Belli Arti in Flore in Firenze. So this man's got some serious chops. He's got some serious, serious credentials. And he apparently wrote an essay. And the essay is called to do great work. So somehow, through just randomly scrolling my LinkedIn, did it this morning, you know, was thinking, actually, that's not true. I saw it this weekend. So here's a little hack, something that works for me. When I see something on my mobile phone that's interesting, I take a screenshot. Immediately, I take a screenshot. Because otherwise, sometimes, I don't know if you've ever found this, but sometimes when you suddenly come on, you know, you 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 come into your feed, your Instagram feed or your, links to, your LinkedIn feed, uh, and you're like, oh, this is interesting. And then the thing refreshes itself and it's gone and you can't find it. So immediately I take a screenshot. And then this morning I was just looking through my weekend screenshots, found it and said, you know what, I'm going to dedicate the entire session today to this. And obviously, you know, my ADHD type of self-professed or self-diagnosed ADHD uh, non-secretors as I'm doing now. Already I've come up with a non which is is which is the fact that you could be literally... You know, passing over uh, greatness, genius. Paul could fund Alpha Collective. Fund could Paul could fund my next venture. You never know. In fact, I'm I'm going to reach out to him and tell him I just dedicated an entire hour of virtual coffee to him, and I would love to have him on my show. So, can you see how the 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 whole thing starts to work? Um, I, I'm kind of I, I'm kind of loath to use the word flywheel because I, there's something in me in my in in inherently in my gut that doesn't like um Jim Collins' whole concept of flywheel because I think a flywheel is what what's on my Peloton bike and it's this you know like I understand the idea of something that gathers momentum and free kind of standing independent but there's no way to stop it. I mean if you try and stop it with your bare hands you'll probably like destroy your hands or cut your hand in two. Um, so like I gotta I gotta do a bit more research. So note to self Um, Is there a better concept than flywheel? All right. So he goes and writes an essay called How to Do Great Work. And I'm going to start to read it to you. And then we're going to jump back to my new best friend, David Senra. I've made two best friends today. David has taken the time to actually write 40 of his favorite ideas from the essay. That's freaking awesome. I don't have to do it. David has done it for me, for free. Um, I'm looking at his post as well, but of course I'm giving him love too. So 27 reposts, 18 comments. Um, I've already commented, I said I'm going to discuss this in Clubhouse today, Um, and for sure I'm going to repost. Why keep this all uh, to myself? So um, let's start off by reading, Um, this was published in July 2023, Um, so pretty recent, and it's called How to Do Great Work. If you collected lists of techniques for doing great work in a lot of different fields, what would the intersection look like? I decided to find out by making it. Partly my goal was to create a guide that could be used by someone working in any field, but I was also curious about the shape of the intersection. And one thing this exercise shows is that it does have a definite shape. It's not just a point labeled work hard. The following recipe assumes you're very ambitious. The first step is to decide, okay, so already, you know, two thoughts have jumped out at me. One is this idea of, um, you know, in a way what he's saying is, hey, I'll put this out there. It'd be really interesting to see who finds this, who stumbles upon this, which crafts, which fields, which people end up actually discussing this, internalizing this, incorporating this, integrating this, sharing this, celebrating this, etc., so in some cases, I guess what we do is we stay in our lane, we stay in our bubble, we stay even in our social media platform, um, and uh, or platform of choice, whether it's LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, you know, uh, Twitter um, slash X, whatever the case may be. Um, and in this case, he's publishing it on his website. Now it is almost like a long lost art. This the fact that we've all forgotten about our homes, our homes, our digital homes online, which is our website, um, our online publishing homes. My blog is languishing. I haven't published a new thing on Jaffe Juice and I don't know how long. Um, you know, I've started a sub stack, but instead I'm still continuing to push stuff out on LinkedIn because it feels safer. Um, but yet I'm probably limiting the number or, or I'm focusing, limiting not necessarily in numbers, but limiting in terms of type, lack of diversity of the people that might be reading my stuff as well. So I thought that was kind of interesting. The other thing, of course, is he says, the following recipe assumes you're very ambitious. Look, we could have an entire session and maybe we will on what is it to be ambitious and what is it to work hard and how has that changed over the years? Uh, To me, that's like a trigger word, ambitious. What does ambitious mean? Does it mean you'll do anything? you'll hurt anyone, you'll do whatever it takes. Is it grit? Is it determination? Is it focus? Is it competitive? You know, can you actually be ambitious and not be an arsehole? I don't know. These are just some of the things. I'm not saying that Heath says that either. All right, so let's continue. The first step is to decide what to work on. Remember, this essay is called How to Do Great Work. Uh, The first step is to decide what to work on. The work you choose needs to have three qualities – it has to be something you have a natural aptitude for, that you have a deep interest in, and that offers scope to do great work. You know, at um, EOS now, um, w- going back to my business coaching, um, there is um, there is a, a really nice framework um, that is used, and um, and you know. It's actually like, they call it like GWC, right? Which is gets it, wants it, and uh, and can do it, right? So do you understand it? Do you really want it badly enough? And do you have the skills required in order to do it? This becomes a critical component, by the way, in terms of determining whether you and or your people are in fact um, in the right seat, which is actually ironically a Jim Collins Um, idea so how do you assess that you have the right person you assess them based on their fit with your core values how do you assess that they're in the right seat based on GWC based on being able to like really subjectively and to a degree objectively being able to determine do they get it do they want it and can they do it and of course there are ways and Some of them have ways that you, the boss, the leadership team, um, have the ability to help with, training, for example. And some of them, listen, you can't get someone to love something that they just don't love, all right? So it's interesting when you see here Paul talking about this idea of, of he's saying um, it has to be something you have a natural aptitude for, all right? So there's a natural skill. There's a little bit of get it there. There's a little bit of... Get it, um, kind of like, you know, it's a naturally and can do it, right? Deep interest in that, that's a bit of wanted, right? You really want it, you're leaning in, you love it, and offer scope to do great work. And that's something completely different, right? Scope is also room to grow um, and the opportunity to actually become something much bigger than that. So maybe that's, that's a kind of a slightly different um, rubric, if you will. Um, in practice you don't have to so before before i continue let me think about let me think about alpha collective let me think about um yeah let, let's do that let's do alpha collective for a second and and let's let me self assess myself do i have a natural aptitude for the well i mean for web3 let's just, maybe we'll just talk about web3 um you know do i have a deep interest in it and do i have uh, and and scope to do great work well yes yes and yes um my credentials trace back um, to I mean from college and studying marketing to working for within brand marketing. So for me kind of my my ladder my my journey has always been marketing brand marketing, advertising communications creativity etc but then this intersection with technology so running digital um, interactive media at tbwhi day becoming essentially a digital evangelist and from digital to social to mobile to the whole startup culture uh, to web3 to the metaverse etc even if you look at the uh, trajectory of my books life after the 30second spot join the conversation right so digital and and ancillary join the conversation social media flip the funnel custom experience zero paid media is the new marketing model built to suck always being able to kind of understand where the puck um, is heading as well so I've definitely demonstrated a an, an a love a commitment experience expertise um, hopefully certain skills in terms of the, the way that I frame, reframe, uh, the way that I position, the way that I educate, um, cetera, and the scope to do great work. I mean, ultimately, at the, at the forefront of Alpha Collective is this idea to usher in a new era, this new glorious era of what I call community capitalism. We is greater than me. The ability for us to actually demonstrate that Web3 holds the key to being able to bring more people into the tent without necessarily di- diluting this thing that we call capitalism. Actually, recognize that this thing actually could save capitalism by actually protecting capitalism, getting rid of the bad parts, and now starting to kind of cobble together the good parts as well. Um, so, let's continue. In practice, you don't have to worry much about the third criterion. So that's interesting. Now he's saying the scope to do great work. Let's see why. Ambitious people are, if anything, already too conservative about it. Really interesting quote. So all you need to do is find something you have an aptitude for and great interest in. So he's basically saying, hey, listen, you know, I mean, this is making me think, I'm sure many of you are also thinking right now um, about the concept of guy." Um, and, um, and and ikigai, uh, it, it's it's not an ice cream flavor. Uh, it's a Japanese concept that offers the term iki, meaning alive or life, and gai, meaning benefit or worth. When combined, these terms mean that which gives your life worth, meaning or purpose. So ikigai almost becomes a um, um, uh, a natural uh, progression to finding your why, your purpose, your meaning. And uh, ikigai is the, uh, there's a Venn diagram. You see, this is one of the reasons why you definitely want to be um, in the collective cafe because we do a lot of this. I've just pasted the image of ikigai and then we've discussed it before too. So ikigai really is this convergence, this Venn diagram convergence of four bubbles. What you are good at, what you love, what the world needs, and what you can be paid for. Can you see these interesting, like you can almost triangulate. Now Now suddenly we've got three models. We've got Ikigai, what you're good at, what you love, what the world needs, and what you can be paid for. Um, we've got GWC, get, gets it, once it, can do it. And we've got this third um, approach as well. Uh, this. So we are triangulating within a triangulation, if you will, this concept that actually says, you know, Do you have a natural aptitude for, do you have a deep interest in, and is there scope to do great work? And Paul is saying that's going to come if the first two um, are present. He also says this beautiful concept about ambitious people are, if anything, already too conservative about it. Um, I need to sink my teeth into that another day. Maybe if he comes on my show, we can discuss it, but I love that idea. Okay, that sounds straightforward, uh, but it's often quite difficult. When you're young, you don't know what you're good at or what different kinds of work are like. Some kinds of work you end up doing may not even exist yet. And and that point, by the way, is so super true now with respect to AI. So while other people know what they want to do at 14, most have to figure it out. Um, it, it also makes me think of, you know, my daughter just graduated um, this year and she's trying to get a job and she's not exactly sure what. And, and and, and you know, the the part of me, um, which I would say is more the part of me grounded in the past, wants to say to her, you shouldn't just get any job. You should get a job in the field that ultimately you studied or want to continue studying in or want to kind of make your own. And the other part of me is saying, it doesn't matter what job you get, just get a job. And it's not just so that you can get a paycheck. I mean, that's important too. It's that you can start learning. And sometimes to decide what you want to do, the the way you get there is through, is through subtraction, is through simplification, is through by deciding what you don't want to do. And the only way you can decide what not to do sometimes is to do it. So, for example, my daughter could end up in a job and immediately certain things start getting checked or unchecked. Large company, small company, commute, no commute, um, you know, Corporate startup. A lot of these things start to kind of play themselves out. If ever you are confused in life, or someone, a kid, your kids are are confused and they don't know what they want. Start off by asking them what they don't want. Or if you have experience in life, just go back and look at what didn't work for you, what drained your life force versus fed your life force. Who the hell knows what they want to do at fourteen? I had no clue. Hell. I have no clue until second year university in Cape Town in South Africa, when, when of all things, chicken pox actually ended up changing my whole life, believe it or not, because I went from computer science, by the way, I probably would be like, you know, I'd probably be Steve Ballmer, I'd be developers, 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 I probably would, would have crushed it had I actually stayed the course, but whatever, that was not my path. So I was doing BSc, a Bachelor of Science, majoring in computer science. I got chicken pox, missed two weeks. You know, no digital internet or any way to actually remotely learn. Came back, was so far behind in, in programming and math that I was like, and by the way, it's not my skill set at the end of the day. I've realized like, you know, the languages and the other side of the brain, I'm not, I'm not that. But, you know, I figured that out so many years later. And so I went from bsc computer science to business science computer science to a bachelor of business science which is kind of like an undergraduate version of an mba to 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 business science finance to business science marketing once i started to do principles of marketing which was in the first half of my second year maybe it was the second half of my second year i was like this is who i am this is what i was meant to be and the rest is history and i haven't looked back But it took me until then to actually, through the the weirdest possible way, um, to actually figure out what I wanted to do. All right, let's continue. Um, The way to figure out what to work on is by working. Well, he just said exactly what I said. Uh, If you're not sure what to work on, guess, but pick something and get going. You'll probably guess wrong some of the time, but that's fine it's good to know about multiple things some of the biggest discoveries come from noticing connections between different fields um, and 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 also that point it's a very important point because you know this goes back to Google's like 60 30 10 um, with their um, I don't know if they still do it I don't know how much of it is folklore fo- folklore etc um, but from what I know or was told or remember their engineers their programmers of their time has to be focused on things that have nothing to do with their actual job, with their day-to-day. It's through that diversity and through that perspective and through actually looking at other categories that may be so kind of far, you know, could not be further from actually your area of expertise where you can actually start to make connections and get inspired and see things that might work, for example, in the animal kingdom that you think could work in education, or seeing something that works—I um, don't know—in—in—in in, in skydiving or or, or kite surfing—that suddenly you can bring to the forefront in terms of uh, some kind of medical research. Um, so let's let's continue. Uh, develop a habit of working on your own projects. Don't let work means something other people tell you to do. If you do manage to do great work one day, it will probably be on a project of your own. It may be within some bigger project, but you'll be driving your part of it. So this also kind of opens up the door to the whole concept of, of your side hustle or, or having a side hustle. And, and maybe we need to actually eliminate the word side and maybe we need to also eliminate the word hustle. Um, I like the word project. I've said many times, and in fact, I've written it now into my book, which is the ultimate project is life. Life is the ultimate project. It has a start date and it has an end date. And, and there are objectives. There absolutely are objectives associated with life. Um, and, and I drew this analogy um, from looking at English football and also looking at um, just sport in general. When, when a coach, when a manager takes, uh, takes over, they refer to it not as this is my best job or, or um, uh, you know, in my career, you know, <clears throat> they, talk about a, they talk about it as a project. I took this project. Why did you join the Jets? Why did you join uh, the Yankees? Why did you join Tottenham Hotspur? Well, in the case of Tottenham Hotspur, which is my team, you know the ability to bring back attacking flair, which had been drained from the club from the previous two managers, the club had become a shadow of its former self the sh- the club had become negative and 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 playing a, a football that that was completely at odds with with you know the the what what is on the shirt, what is the banner that is the essence of the club or dare es facere to dare is to do you don't dare. By, by being conservative, by being defensive, by trying to absorb and soak in all the pressure. You dare by taking chances, by taking risks, by attacking. So when a manager takes over, when a coach takes over, they approach it as a project. I joined in order to X, Y, Z. Listen, every time you do anything in your life, you should have objectives. You should have, there should be a purpose. There should be some kind of, vision or there there should be some kind of roadmap. Um, I'm not talking about like becoming friends with someone or marrying someone. I'm talking about in this case, although I don't know why it wouldn't apply to it, but let's just focus on this idea of why did you join this business? Um, What are your objectives? Now, just to be clear, this doesn't necessarily mean that you're saying it to your employer. For my daughter, it might be I'm just joining joining it to get some money, You know, to get out the house, to become a little bit more independent, but also to start gaining experience. I think you have your own internal objectives in terms of why you took on this particular project. Um, And then, of course, there are some, you know, maybe outward facing um, objectives um, as well. So, hustles and side hustles, um, I think we maybe replace them with just this idea of projects. It's not if you think about it, it's it's unrealistic, it's insane to think of the fact that you go and you have a day job, and that's all you do. It's all you do. Anything that that stimulates your brain um, that has some kind of monetizable outcome should be dedicated to your employer, to the company that pays you a W2 or a 1099. It makes no sense. It says, listen, there's no there's you can paint. On the side, you can have a hobby, but God forbid that hobby should be monetizable. I mean, of course, there's an intersection. You can paint, you can turn your paintings or your drawings into NFTs, whatever. You could mint them, etc. But I like this idea that says you should be able to have multiple revenue streams. Hey, this is something we tell companies when we're consulting or coaching that you need multiple revenue streams you know, in case one of those revenue streams dries up. Well, why on this beautiful green earth, on God's green earth, should that not apply to us? Why should that not apply to us? Why should we not have multiple revenue streams? Because if we don't have multiple revenue streams, then we end up basically being shafted when we get uh, laid off. Um, And, you know, Praxim in our discords uh, makes the point and says, CEOs have proven for years they have multiple engagements. For example, sitting on boards, on multiple boards, they probably have have you know uh, excuse you know the words, but bullshitted their way, uh, you know, through their their more junior employees by saying, "Oh, this is really important for us to sit on boards because we have access to executives and we do this and we do that and it's you know and alliances." But you know what? That would be true if they didn't get paid for it. And guess what? They do get paid for it. Um, so if they can do it, you can do it. We all can do it. We all should do it. Besides the fact that it continues to stimulate our minds, um, we do need these side hustles, or in this case, more portfolio projects um, as well. So I'm going to just read one or two more, and then we'll actually switch over and read some of of, of these uh, points. Um, what, should your, <clears throat> what should your projects be? Whatever seems to you excitingly ambitious. As you grow older and your taste in projects evolves, exciting and important will converge. At seven, it may seem excitingly ambitious to build huge things out of Lego. Then at 14, to teach yourself calculus. Till at 21, you're starting to explore unanswered questions in physics. But always preserve excitingness. Um, There's a kind of excited curiosity that's both the engine and the rudder of great work. It will not only drive you, but if you let it have its way, it will also show you what to work on. I love this idea, this idea of preserve excitingness. And yes, it can apply to marriage. And yes, it can apply to anything, that excitement. So let me ask you this question, which is when you think about your day-to-day, when you think about your job, when you think about your current projects, is that exciting or is it exciting is that excitement there or was it there right i mean just like a relationship it was there i remember at the beginning it was so exciting it was exhilarating it was like electricity but now it's kind of like you know boring or underwhelming etc that excitement must be there all right so david senra we finally get to you you have no idea uh, maybe Paul is, Paul seems a little bit more muckety-muck uh, in terms of his credentials. Uh, but, David, we focused on you. Hat tip to you. Thank you. Um, and uh, we'll just read some of them. And at about 8.45, if anyone wants to come on stage, um, our barristers, which is a role that, that that is given out in Discord, for people that are regulars in Discord, um, our barristers have the ability um, to... Um, to actually uh, come up to stage. And in fact, I am going, I just made Melissa a barrister. Uh, You're a barrister now, Melissa, which means you can actually um, come up to stage by yourself um, and you can help moderate the stage. And I think it means also you can even start the stage if you want to, um, you know, come into the coffee shop and use the coffee shop um, internally, externally, etc. So Melissa is a barrister and Praxim, Bez and Neda. Uh, product of or barristers as well. Um, So let's go into it. Number one, curiosity is the best guide. Number two, being prolific is underrated. Now, in going through these as well, I kind of want to see, I want to read this in the essay. Um, Of course, I could probably take the entire essay and plug the whole thing into ChatGPT and say, hey, summarize this essay for me um, and with a little bit more detail. It's amazing um, how many it's amazing how how many ways we can now slice and dice um and actually riff on and and build um, et etc i'll tell you how many words the the essay is because as i said you know i can give you my um i don't want to say laymans um but i can give you my like my take on what does it mean to be curious but i also want the context i want to hear exactly what paul had to say, and I definitely, you know, recommend that you do that. It looks like ten thousand four hundred fifty-five um, words in the entire essay, so <clears throat> I might have to do that uh, in uh, in a few parts. All right. So, being prolific, number two, is underrated. Um, again, we have to define define what the word prolific means. Number three, if you asked an oracle the secret to doing great work, and the oracle replied with a single word. My bet would be on curiosity. So this is a huge part of the startup world. Um, it's curiosity. It's frustration. Um, it's being able to ask a lot of questions. It's sometimes almost like what I would call childlike curiosity. There's like an innocence. There's almost like an ignorant innocence. Well, why? Why is it like that? How? Do, how does this work? Well, like this doesn't make sense. Why do they do it this way? And chances are, when you do that, someone's going to say, "I don't know," or they're going to say, "Well, it's the way it's always been done." So, I or I, you know, I wasn't here when this was instituted. I just kind of joined six months ago, and this is the way we do things around here. So, one of the things that we should never, ever check at the door is curiosity it doesn't we don't have to be founders or startup you know founders or builders we can actually work for a company and just ask questions obviously we want to ask them in smart strategic ways we don't want to like on day one start like you know questioning everything and you know and and upsetting all the fat cats and the political dysfunction that no doubt exists number four seek out the best colleagues Number Five, make something you you yourself want i mean this one this this one can take us down our whole rabbit hole um you know when we when we think about actually doing things and working for companies um and this is obviously as an employee that we kind of don't believe in we don't buy into, uh, but certainly as a founder i mean I've always found as I said amongst the founders that I've mentored or, or spent time with or the builders or people that have been on my show, it's the people that have personal stories. Um, it's, the, it's the people, you know, it's the stay-at-home mom that XYZ and so she ABC'd. It's the person commuting that, like, you know, would get onto, would get onto the train and say, why is there no Wi-Fi? Um, on the train, or why can't can't I do any work on the train? Well, or um, or now that every bus has a GPS, I mean every car has a GPS system, but the ability to plug that GPS system into ways and into certain APIs, and now be able to say within you know ninety five percent probability when the bus is going to arrive. How many times in our lives did we spend running and rushing and just missing the bus? Um, and, and now we don't have to do that anymore. Now we can actually um, be able to almost with pinpoint accuracy determine when the bus is going to arrive, if we even have a chance of making the bus, if the rain is pouring, know when to take shelter, know when to time our walk to the bus, etc., etc. Um, number six, if you're interested, you're not astray. Number seven, unfashionable problems are undervalued. See, I need more context here. Number eight, curiosity and originality are closely related. That's an interesting one there. Curiosity and originality. So you can see this beautiful little tapestry starting to weave itself. Curiosity has been a big part of this so far and originality because because what this is really saying is when you see, this is the classic quote, right? There are those who see things and ask why, That is the first part of curiosity. And then there are those who see things that could be and ask why not. So one might even argue that you can't get originality without curiosity. That curiosity is a precursor to originality. How are you going to come up with something completely different, unique and original if you don't know what exists already and how well that is serving the market? This almost seems like basic 101 you know, put together that perceptual map, put together that competitive grid or competitive analysis, the first thing I typically do when I have an intern or when I'm teaching is to be able to tell people, look, you've got to be able to see what's out there. And, of course, the kiss of death for any startup founders when they come back and say, no one's doing anything, you know, like, um, "So who else is doing this? No one's doing it. We're the only ones. Um, That just says you haven't done your homework because it's impossible as brilliant as you think you are and as brilliant as I think I am, that that we've come up with original ideas. You know, even I'd like to say that this idea of virtual coffee in the morning for a corporation is an original idea. I'd like to believe I'm the first person in the world ever to think about using Discord, Clubhouse, and Audio First solutions to actually put together a curated um You know, motivational, inspirational, educational sounds like The Muppet Show. Um, (laughs) I think we may have just found the name for our show today, The Muppet Show. Um, I like topics that basically for for, uh, these episodes where you look at them and you're like, uh, that sounds like very interesting. I have no idea what it's about. Let me go ahead and, and listen to it as well. Sometimes I'm my own worst enemy when I do that too, because I end up being so esoteric that people are like, I have no idea what that is. I don't want to w- listen to an episode on the Muppet Show, um, but you never know um, actually what might um, result. Um, so I'd like to believe that I'm that this idea of taking what we're doing here every single morning, um, I would love. I can't wait for the first person that is in these coffees to say, "I started a virtual coffee for my company," and then see what happens. Because I'll bet you it's going to end well, very well for you and for everyone else around you. That's my bet, and I think it's a safe bet that you know by actually dedicating thirty minutes, forty-five minutes, fifteen minutes, one hour before technically work begins. Recognizing, of course, how many people are working at home, either permanently, semi permanently, commuting, etc. This is a great way to create culture and connection um, and collaboration, networking, etc. amongst people that you probably didn't even know um, existed. All right, number nine um, your curiosity never lies. And it knows more than you do about, about what's worth paying attention to. So this one also says, trust your gut, you know, and go with it. The questions you're asking, there are no dumb questions, right? Because, because at worst, that question will give birth to another question. The answer might be another question, but it's going to take you down a path. It's going to take you deeper. It's going to take you down a rabbit hole or it's going to take you down a path that, that where you end up somewhere completely different. Number 10, never abandon the root node. I don't even know what that means. I can guess. Let me pause there and see, does anyone want to come up and, uh, and comment on anything you've heard? Uh, agree, disagree, riff, um, you know, come up with your rules. Why not? What are your rules in terms of how uh, to do great work uh, shout-out to Jonathan, the greatest intern ever, who's just been on a bit of a vacation. He's done working with me, but he's jumping back to finish what he started. I can't wait to catch up um, with him, but he is in our Discord as well. So I'd love to hear your rules uh, for great work. Also, um, I've got to find out what he means by the by the node. Um, so I'm just going to um, read um, what he actually says um in the actual essay, uh, doing great work is a depth-first search whose root node is the desire to. So if at first you don't succeed, try, try again isn't quite right, uh, it should be. Oh, so so if at first you don't succeed, try, try again isn't quite right, it should be if at first you don't succeed, either try again or backtrack and then try again. So if at first you don't succeed, either try again or backtrack and then try again. Never give up is also not quite right. Obviously, there are times when it's the right choice to eject. A more precise version would be never let setbacks panic you into backtracking more than you need to. Corollary, never abandon the root node. So in this particular case, um, what... I guess this root node uh, talks about um, is, I mean, the essence of it is kind of, I think it's, I think it's almost. I guess my take would be it's like a self awareness in terms of where you are on the journey. Do you need just another rep? Do you need just another iteration? As I've often said, just because it wo- doesn't work today doesn't mean it won't work tomorrow. Do you just need a? N equals 5 or N equals 20 or N equals 50, right? Do you need just a couple more uh, examples? Or if it's not working because nobody wants the, you know, um, insanity doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. So maybe you need to go backwards. Maybe you need to go a little bit upstream. Maybe you need to kind of take a step back. Maybe you need to zoom out. Maybe you need to go back to basics or go back to the beginning, um, and kind of almost trace the source or identify the source of the thing that might not be working, if it's at all possible. But then he also says um, this idea that says, um, you know, don't always feel that something needs to be thrown out or that you need to kind of control, alt, delete. Maybe sometimes the um, the, the success is in the endurance, is in the just, you know, as I said, do the reps, get another, try it again, Um, maybe just have a slightly different perspective. So um, let me bring, I think, uh, uh, Salamuk, uh, if I pronounce it correctly, up onto stage. Um, I'm looking now, Sunil said, sometimes it's situational and trying it another day works better. Exactly, exactly. Sometimes what you've got to do or be able to do is uh, take a break as well, you know, and um, that's why it's very interesting to me when I see this whole idea of being ambitious, you know, this concept of being—it's um, it, a problematic word for me. This idea of being very ambitious, because when you when you when you lose sight, you know, when you don't see the wood for the trees, when when you become a little bit too obsessed or, or focused. Um, you kind of maybe become a bit myopic. Uh, but Praxum, uh, what are your thoughts? Oh, thanks for having me up
0: this morning. Uh, hopefully you can hear me.
1: A little tinny, but uh, you know. Um, yeah,
0: well, it is what it is. So, uh, this idea of the root node is very exciting for me because uh, recently I was uh, thinking about this concept, just not in this language, which is, are you. Broad spectrum and a generalist, or are you deep diving and a specialist? And the truth of it is, is one gives you optionality and the other one gives you, um, uh, recognition as expertise. And the truth of it is, is each has its place. But the truth of the, the, the root of it, the root node, if you look at what a picture is in computer science, is that we all have a root. And so we need to represent ourselves sometimes as very deep having gone down lots of chains in a tree uh, and other times we need to show that we're very wide and but we never forget that we have both breath and depth that's my thought for today
1: i i just i'm just kind of smiling because i realized that you know my whole journey began with chickenpox and computer science and here we are back you know in you know in in the the root directory of computer science, and I still don't understand anything if anything, it's basically just reinforcing that everything that happened happened for a reason, and I think that's part of it as well right part of it as well is to collect all of these examples and and anecdotes and and- you know and 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 determine exactly. Where you are meant to be in terms of giving yourself your ability or the ability to do great work. So I'm feeling I'm feeling at peace, Praxim. In, in in my lack of understanding, I'm going to take your word for it. Um, shall we do one or two more? I'm going to take that as a, I don't. I'm going to take it as anything. I'm going to take that as a yes. Uh, in favor of the fact that he hasn't unmuted. Um, Where do we get to? So we get to um, number 11. If you don't try to be the best, you won't even be good. Number 12, work with people you want to become like because you will. Number 13, interest will drive you to work harder than mere diligence ever could. Number 14, great work happens by focusing consistently on something you're genuinely interested in. Number 15, great work usually entails spending what would seem to most people an unreasonable amount of time on a problem. Number 16, we underestimate the cumulative effect of work. Writing a page a day doesn't sound like much, but if you do it every day, you'll write a book a year. That's the key, consistency. Number 17, people think big ideas are answers, but often the real insight was in the question. Number 18, something that grows exponentially can become so valuable that it's worth making an extraordinary effort to get it started. Number 19, some of the biggest discoveries come from noticing connections between different fields. That's your 60-30-10. And number 20, it's a great thing to be rich in unanswered questions. You know, I was going to just stop there, but then number 21 says, what are you excessively curious about? Curious to a degree that would bore most other people. That's what you're looking for. Um, Praxim. what are you curious about?
0: Uh, I'm actually curious about the previous one, which is the connections from different fields. And I actually make a lot of time to study different fields looking for connections that are non-obvious. That one very much resonates with me. How about yourself?
1: You know, I I am I am curious about I'm I'm curious about so many things. But if I just look at the path that that I've taken and the path that I've chosen, I'm trying to. I believe that um, ideas might be a dime a dozen, um, and I believe that um, that. A great idea that is poorly executed is a shit idea. And I believe that um, for every idea ever being thought about at any given point in time, there are at least three to five people or, or, or companies or similar ideas that are not only um, bigger and better, but actually are further down the road. But with all of that said, I believe in the power to actually, that ideas can change the world. And I believe that that every single one of us has the ability, the capability, the potential to come up with those game-changing ideas. You know, I, I should say riff off of that. And, and I'm I just could. gonna say there's one other point in terms of an input, which is people say there are no new ideas. So with all of that said, I kind of reject it all. And I say, you know what? The the answer to your curiosity is the answer to is the resolve to what I said, which is They are are new ideas, but they're not going to come from obvious places.
0: I I like the thought, but what I was going to comment first was that ideas first have to be thought, then communicated. Once in a blue moon, you can have an individual not communicate the idea and execute, but almost always you have to execute through people that do and not just have the idea. And it seems like such a fundamental principle that it's not discussed enough on how you get from idea with timing and luck and connections and effort to going beyond the idea to executing on the, the idea to have the outcome.
1: Right, and, and at, at 9 a.m., I'll just if I put the link to Paul Graham's uh, essay in, in above. i put a bunch of links as well. Remember, if you join uh, our Discord today, discord.gg forward slash Alpha Collective, and just put any comment in the guest book or in, in one of the chats between the people that were here today, and hey, Melissa and, and, and Neda and Bez and Jonathan and Praxim, just make sure so I don't forget that you put a comment, any comment, in, uh, in one of our back channels. And I'll give one of you uh, a up to Kusro's talk and one of you a Poep to Jess's talk, and which gives you an entry to win a free pass. Um, and and yes, Be- uh, Jensa, who's I think in the audience maybe still, who's been absolutely hounding me, stalking me, I might say. Um, I finally went ahead and did those two extra ups. Um, so um, uh, Jensa has attended every single one of them and uh, has put herself in pole position uh, to get to win that free pass. Um, what I was going to say the the final part Praxim, is this idea, you know, that when we keep those ideas close to our chest, when we don't share those ideas, a lot of this has been coming out with our live read of I Dare You. When we actually are so, um, you know, limiting mindset, if you will, with our ideas, those ideas uh, stand the least. Up, uh, the least chance of actually growing of of um you know um what's sort of it? mutating into better ideas into into actually being able to be you know catalyzed uh through collaboration and execution so I wanted to add that as well so fi- do you want the I final have- word praxim
0: I wish everybody to work on their ideas and share them and do a little bit every day so you can write that book by the end of the year.
1: Yeah, listen, it's 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 so super possible. I mean, it's like Stephen King does it and James Rollins does it. All the great authors do that. They write just a little bit every day. I mean, it's actually, a, it is a universal best practice. It's like journaling, you know, slow and steady wins the race. But just if you can, if you how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. If you can actually figure out what you want to build, or what you want to write, or what you want to create, and you can break it down into bite-sized chunks, um, it becomes a lot more manage manageable um, and uh, possible. And um, and Melissa said, thanks for speaking, Praxim, so much of what you're saying, especially the thought of breadth and depth uh, resonates. I just want to see if there were any other comments um, as well. Uh, you know, there's, I think there was one more, yeah, and and Netta said... Um, uh, and don't uh, and don't per perfect don't per perfectionism kick in. Just right a bit every day. Don't let I guess yes. Don't per don't let uh, perfectionism exactly. Uh, perfectionism is is such an enemy right now. Um, and, and it seems like another topic for another day as well to talk about perfectionism. All right, everybody. Um, I will see you all tomorrow. Uh, create an amazing day. Cheers.
0: This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.